Uh, kia ora tatou, everyone. Welcome to Talking League and Sunday with the Kiwis. Well, actually, it's Monday night. Uh, we are brought to you by Game Day Squad. Create, coach, compete in fantasy footy, be the coach and win. Download the app and play now. So, uh, yeah, it's a bit of a Monday night. Uh, Rejig lineup calls out with a 11-day stand-down category 1 HIA. And so we've had to bring in Paddy for the night's banter because we thought the Warriors were going to smoke them, but didn't turn out that way. I know. So, it worked out well for me, didn't it? <laughs> Everyone yeah. was like, oh, Pat, come on, it'll be a good laugh. Yeah, all good banter. But I knew that you guys were hoping for a Warriors thrashing. And here I am, unfortunate. <laughs> yeah. We tried sure. to get a replacement, but it was too late. So we just had to cop it. So, yeah, we'll wear it this time. But, yeah. No, much much love for the Warriors, man. Honestly, I thought um I thought they were really good. I don't know if we're going to have some Warriors chat. But, yeah, I'm a big, big fan of them, actually, this year. So, all good. I'm sure we can give you 30 seconds at the end, Paddy, to, <laughs> to, to plug the night's positivities. No, bro. I, I reckon, you know, sorry to sidetrack, but yeah, I reckon the Warriors, I put it in the chat earlier, I reckon the Warriors just had that catch-up mentality because that first 15 minutes after half-time, half like, they were on fire. If they actually just started like that, like, they got caught napping a bit at the start and Knights started strong where Warriors kind of thought, oh, don't worry, we'll chase the points, maybe a bit of a hangover from last week. But um, yeah, they were still dangerous as like it could have gone, could have gone either way. Hundred percent. So, well, we won't talk too much Warriors just yet because it's not a it's not a Warriors exclusive show. But uh, <laughs> we'll we'll kick into some studs and duds. But before that, we'll just talk about Magic Round. So, the next live podcast will be Saturday, sixth of May at Magic Round weekend. Meet and greet from twelve pm and live podcast at one. The venue is Lefty's Music Hall on Caxton Street, across the road from Suncourt Stadium. Coming out. With TK, Andy, Corby, Riley, Rich, Jake, Robbo, and Sean. There's a there's a good bunch there. Entry is free. Just get in early for some banter and beers. First game for the day is 3 p.m. with the Warriors beating. I mean, playing playing Panthers. <laughs> and the first 10 people uh, through the door, Rich will buy them the most expensive drink on the menu. So, <laughs> Yeah, You're with your credit card. That's right, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, all right, boys, we'll, we'll, we'll kick into the studs. For the for the week, so Paddy, if you want to go first, you got Gagai, Gagai, sorry, with the fifty nine against the Warriors. Yeah, I've got Gagai as my as my stud. I think he's just having a ripper season, absolutely massive season. He looks like he's turned back the clock. Last year, he was under the pump. You know, a lot of chat about him losing his center spot, maybe maybe moving to the wing, um, like really defensively frail. But he just looks awesome. Like, it's actually – so, obviously, as a Knights fan, but I thought for, from a fantasy point of view, he's such an interesting prospect. Like, he's got pedigree. I mean, he what's, what's he averaging? He's got a 57 average. You know, like, it's pretty crazy. He had He's had one sub-40 game, a 35 in round two. Otherwise, you're looking at 53, 77, 65, 59, and there's only one try scored within that. So, I, I, I kind of broke it down. He's just getting stuck into a lot of running. So he's averaging 182 run meters per game, um, which I, I'm almost, I think that's the highest run average he's had in a long, long time. Like he's, he's just looking super relevant. I think the Knights are about to come into a hard period. You know, we've got the, the Warriors, Cows, and Parramatta before our buy. So I'm not thinking that he's a buy now, but I think he might drop a little bit of cash. And then if he's not, if he doesn't get picked for Origin, like he could be awesome during that period. 
And I think the Knights, their last buy, they finished their buys up pretty early, and then they actually got a pretty decent run home. So I think he's one to black book for your run home. Um, but at the moment, like, he, yeah, he's he's an absolute weapon. He's 0% zero, zero owner, so he's going to be a pot option down the track. Yeah. It's, it's surprising that he hasn't even been talked about, eh, like looking at his average. Um, everyone's talking about Lemu Alu, I suppose, because of his price and Jack Bird, but that guy you've got to, got to consider. Well, you've got to assume he's going to be picked for origin as also. Yeah, I think that's why. Is last year he did the same thing. He came out real hot, played like three good games, few people bought him in, and then he they just got catfished by him. And I think yeah. there's just that worry that either, they, A, you get catfished, or B, he doesn't put his um, Maroons jersey on underneath the Knights one because I think that's why he's going so good. Uh, or B, he just plays origin and then when you need him in those crucial rounds, he's not available. So, but yeah, you're right, Pat. He's been running real good. He's got those like strong hips where he can tackle bus people real easy. So, um, yeah. Cool. So we'll, we'll kick on to you, Richie. You've got uh, Cleary with the first ton of the season against the Raiders. Yep. Yeah, well, I guess it's a pretty obvious one, isn't it? He just dominated, and I actually thought he was a bit unlucky. I thought he was more than a ton because he was on, like, 90 and then scored that try at the end, and I thought, oh, for sure he'll be 100-plus. But, um, yeah, I guess win win the chin. You've got the chin, you win. So, uh, yeah, he's just so solid. All his base stats, it helps when you get 16 points and goals. And then he had two try assists. One was a bit dodgy, I suppose. He gets that one where you just pass it and the guy beats a guy and he didn't really do anything, but he got he gets it. 100%. Uh, he actually ran for 185 metres, which seems really high for him. So there's another 18 points. So you could say in base he was over 50 and then it's just tackle busts, try. try. He got a try save. I can't remember seeing that. but um, He did look yeah. like vintage Cleary though, didn't he? He looked, looked very strong and... Um, I think we can we can look forward to a few more of those hundreds, I think, and captain them for the ones that kept them. <laughs> yeah. It'll be interesting next week with Nico Hines coming back into the play, and I know a lot of people will be picking him up, and, and uh, yeah, they'll be nervous times for Cleary owners because there'll be some true competition. Cool, nice. Strong with both. <laughs> <laughs> so I went Jaden Campbell this week. I just was looking for some pod wing fullback. So I need one more wing fullback and 0 .80, uh, 0.86 uh, ownership. He's got he scored a 68 this week. And I think, I, I can't remember how long Brimson's out for, but Jaden Campbell had a blind yesterday with two line breaks, one line break assist, seven tackle breaks, one offload to hand, only one missed tackle, 183 uh, metres gained and 93 kick metres. He looked really strong in that uh, in, in that tough game against the Dragons there. So he is probably one to watch out for. He is a little bit pricey probably. Oh, no, he's not. It's 413. He he started off a little bit dearer than that. So coming off the bench probably, or obviously has dropped his price a little bit. So he might be one to watch out for if you're just looking for that pod option at fullback. Yeah, they've got a pretty soft draw too, don't they? They've got the Broncos this week, Dolphins, and then Manly. So... There's definitely opportunity for those tackle busts, and he, he should hold that down for, yeah, quite a while too, isn't it? Because he's – how long's um Brimson out for? I can't even remember what his injury is. We'll do some research, but we'll – I think um, they're only three to four weeks each. Yeah. So it's not – it's mm. probably it's probably not long enough. He seems like the perfect 
transfer window kind of guy. I don't know how he's not playing first grade more often. He's just mm. he's so good. Well, they could they could play go back to playing Sexton at uh, at seven and Brimo at six and Campbell at fullback. So it'll be one to watch anyway. No, we've got a oh. here we go. We've got a producer in the in the comments, Kyle Taylor Brimson eight to nine on the NRL site. Oh, okay. nice, nice. Uh, so we'll kick into some questions from the audience. So uh, we've got Benjamin here with I need a good centre. I have Thompson and Alamori. Paddy, what are your thoughts? You have you have brought up one good option today. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if I'd pull pull the trigger on 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 Gagai just with the upcoming buy and p- potential Origin, um, but he might not be a lock for Origin actually. Like I'm thinking about their wings probably. Um, Tualangi and Cobo, I'm, ass- I'm assuming, is what the win combination is going to be. And then centers probably Val and maybe Hammer. I mean, Hammer's probably banging the door down. So it could go either way there. So he might be an interesting option. Uh, it's probably a bit pricey. Uh, I named another guy there in, in Hammer. Like, he's also just blitzing it. Um, it kind of just looks like you're going to have to spend the money. I think we've all gone cheap at, at, the, at the start. So I'll be looking at spending money. One one bloke that I was actually keen on preseason, and I hate saying this because I didn't go him was um, was Campbell Graham, and the guy just doesn't miss, does he? Like he's so Always solid. And I think if if Fox didn't get injured, I'd be so keen on on recommending Campbell Graham because he's got a really good buy, buy schedule coming up. Um, but he is probably a, a good option on the wing for for New South Wales. Nice and so, I, I did see that today. Suggested by someone, um, so I think you might be a goer there. It's always a fantasy yeah. gun, eh? Yeah, I think it makes sense. I think we've spoken a bit, fair bit about Herbie. I think Herbie's a good option. Like, it just seems to me that you're going to go up, and then the the last bloke, if you can get him in, is probably going to be Jack Bird. Like, he's actually looking pretty decent. He's playing lock, playing good minutes, getting good scores. So that's what I have to do. But unfortunately, Benjamin, you're going to have to, you're going to have to spend the Benjamins, brother. You're going to have to pay those Benjamins and, uh, and go up. Yeah. I think it's necessary to get a gun in there. Yeah. Cool. Nice. It's one for it's you, obvious Rich, that, so- um, it's, Yeah. It's obvious that um, Pat is a New South Wales supporter. Cause if they think gay guy is not going to get picked, it's that's a New South Wales sort of mentality. Oh no, he's had <laughs> one bad season. We won't pick him, but Queensland will pick and stick. He's in the team. Lock him in. If he's not, I'll, um, no, I won't. Did he play last year? Uh, yeah, I think so. Oh, I assume so, yeah. Yeah, he had the fight um, with uh, Burden. He put one on oh, Burden. That's right. I paid the money this year, and I got Holmes and Bird pretty early doors, and I haven't regretted it. Holmes is probably the most consistent player I've ever owned because he has only scored between, like, 44 and 54, and so pretty good and bird is yeah he he missed six tackles this week and still scored 64 he just gets those tackle bars and he he's involved in very busy their, their scores as well so he got a try assist this week cool nice we'll jump to our next question from our mate tyson here so uh this one's for you rich egan a sell lads he's let me down a few times with these head knocks i think yeah, the obvious well, answer is yeah you could have probably well, you could have given him some advice. You sold him two weeks ago. You know, you're like me. You're not very loyal, and uh, you're quick to jump off when you can see the writing on the wall. And unfortunately, he's guaranteed to miss at least one week. But because it's his second or third head knock, he could be out for a couple of weeks. So it's a bit of problematic for the Warriors because we need 
he, he really controls the ship. So it's a bit of a shame. So you're going to have to get rid of Egan and but be grateful that you didn't get rid of him this week and we go to Bailey. So, um, yeah, we're going to all be looking for hookers this week and it's starting to get to that time where we're starting to think about uh, buys. So for me, Robson is the key guy that you're going to need because he shouldn't make origin. Cool. Uh, so we've got another question here from Luke, and this one is for you, Patty. So Hopgood, Kepi, and one of AKP, Warbrick, Sloan, AKP if out, to Savage, Couchman, and Meadow, Harris if he's back. This is quite a long, long question. Might need to trade Karaz, but need to sort wing fullback, and he's probably a hold. Won't be able to get Hines, but have SJ and Cleary. What's your thoughts on that, Patty? All right, I want to work backwards. If you already got SJ and Cleary... Hines probably isn't a focus anyway. So I wouldn't worry about, well, you already got the chin, keep the chin, slap that captaincy on him, and SJ's been absolutely blitzing it, still making cash. So no panic uh, there. Karaz, I agree, he's a hold. I think he's um he's had a really good season. So, you know, got to, got to hold off even if he had a quiet week. So to, to look at those options... Now, Hop, like Hopgood, I was looking at today because I actually need some cash for my own team. I know we're going to talk about our own trades, but he's probably a hold. I don't know how much, like if his break-even is going to remain similar or if it's going to be up, you know, he might be a hold. Um, he's still a, still a jewel. He's going to play round 13. He's, he's a really tricky one. I don't know about Hopgood at the moment. really have to consider that. But if I look at your options, um, Savage, I mean, if he's kind of confirmed for next week, I like that as an option. Like we're all pretty pretty big on getting him in in the in the preseason before he got hurt. So he's a good option. Couchman, I probably haven't seen enough to, to say to, he's a go, to, to be fair. I don't know what you guys reckon about Couchman. Um, well, with Molo with out, is Couchman going to become more relevant now? Uh, does DeBellin just probably pick up that slack? A bit more. Yeah, you'd you'd think so. That's what yeah. I think. But I've seen Couchman's name thrown up a few times. Yeah, yeah he's a small, he's a smaller t- style player as well. So he's not going to really take over those big guys' minutes. He's more likely to probably rob someone like a bird or something and play that small lock sort of style, or maybe a little bit of hooker. So yeah, I don't I don't see him really being a cash cow. I think someone else comments later that could he be this week's Lindsay Smith? Has one good week, looks good potential cow and then turns into a flop. Yeah. 100%. I think, um, like, my – probably, I'm probably jumping here, but, yeah, if you're looking to offload one of those wing fullbacks, probably, yeah, Warbrick, to me, was has just been a bit of a – he's been pretty disappointing. He has made money, which is good. Um, but, yeah, he, he's looking yeah looking a bit shaky. Like, he's just not really scoring tries. They're not really going, going that way. And um, no. without him, he's not scoring very well. Like, he looked like a tackle-busting machine in the trials, but – it's a great example of the trials don't necessarily give you what you need. Um, and between Maddo and Harris, I think Harris is going to be out for another week. I think they've kind of given him – like, they didn't even bring him from New Zealand. Like, he was no chance of playing this weekend. I, I caught that ABC interview, um, and, yeah, they just said that, oh, is, is Harris a chance this weekend? No, he didn't even come to, to Australia. still in New Zealand. So I think he's probably got another week off. So – Maddo, to me, is the better of those two options. Um, Maddo even, is an even better bet, depending on next week, with some dual updates. Because I don't know what they're going to do. Like, he was given that crack 
on on the edge, so he might he might end up getting it. And if he does, yeah. like he's going to be really valuable, really strong. Um, but I think yeah, it might be a little soft, might be a bit early to to, to pull the, the trigger on Hopgood. I do think fix, sorting out your wing fullbacks with with Savage is a decent shout though. Hundred percent, I agree there. Um, I'll answer this one because I think this could lead into a nice little cash cow possibly. So Metcalf, I don't imagine will be back from injury anytime soon, James. Um, Tamari has a broken femur, so I imagine it's about an eight to nine week injury probably. So then you've got, if you're looking to cash out, you probably have the option of Ronald Volkman at 311k, who is probably going to keep that spot. For, unless they play Walker uh, half, which I don't imagine they will with the energy that him and Jazz bring off the bench there. So uh, keep an eye on Ronald Volkman because, yeah, if Metcalf was coming back soon, I'd be very excited fantasy-wise and as a Warriors fan. But if you're looking for a cash down, Volkman could be the go. Uh, now, before we jump into duds, I uh, just want to talk about Talking League is partnering with Game Day Squad to create our own official fantasy league competition. So we are in our final week of the 10K giveaway over the next four weeks, thanks to Game Day Squad. Register now for free at gamedaysquad.com.au or download the app to get in there to win that last lot of cash. Uh, so we're going to jump into duds now, boys, and we'll kick off with you, Richie. So you had Turbo with his 16 against Penrith. Please. He needs to have a serious look at himself. Like, he was like a lame duck. Like, he shouldn't have played. He should have just withdrawn. And, yeah, although it probably wouldn't have helped. I probably would have got, like, um, I would have had to take Warbricks and I still would have got 16, so it wouldn't have mattered. But it actually, I think he let his team down. Like, they knew he was lame, and he could barely run in that first half. It was embarrassing. And, you know, like, every time... Well, there was quite a few times where Parramatta just ran through at the end. Did they play Parramatta? Yeah. And he he was like a turnstile just waving them past. It, you know, it was embarrassing. So they're saying back spasm. So hopefully they're not sort of an ongoing injury. And hopefully just mans up next time and says, nah, boys, I'm not no good and I'll pull out. Yeah, it was rough. Yeah. Yeah, I feel for those turbo owners. I am not one. I did. I have considered it, but I'll hold off for now. Uh, Paddy, you had Warbrick, and we have spoken about this briefly with his thirteen against the Roosters. Sorry, mate. I just want to make a quick shout out here to in the comments. Bailey Valentine, uh, <laughs> mate, shooter, mate. I will make this brief, Bailey. I'll make this as brief as possible so shooter can go wash the car. I think that's a that's a fair <laughs> shout there. Thanks for jumping in. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, my dad's Will Warbrick. I touched on it before. That's this is his second sub thirteen score. Like he just he has the assets. Like it's actually really confusing where he just looks like a natural tackle breaker, and he's shown some glimpses. You know, there's been some games where he's had five tackle breaks and he looks the goods. I just don't know. I just don't know what it's about. He kind of he seems like he floats a little in and out with his effectiveness to break a tackle. And I kind of was trying to look towards his his run meters. I mean, he's running over 100 meters a game. But I guess in today's game and with his build, for him to be more relevant, he probably needs to be closer to the 180 mark. Like he needs to get more involved. I, you know, I think um, the game against the Roosters. I know they put on a, a flogging, but he just wasn't. 
man, he wasn't really cutting it out. He wasn't doing any dirty carries. He wasn't kind of coming in. Um, so, yeah, very massive left, left side, left side, strong yeah. side, the Melbourne Storm, eh? Yeah, very Peter, Peter, Edwards, Peter Edwards makes the same comment that I, I was thinking about. He has two bull hogs inside him. So <laughs> Remus, Remus Smith doesn't really pass. And that's if he's lucky to get the ball because Ali Katoa just loves a crash. <laughs> he, he doesn't like passing. So, yeah, he's a bit... He's a bit stymied in that sense, so I think we'll all be looking to say thanks for the uh, memories, and yeah. it'll be the yeah. last time we'll hear the "Whoa, Rick, <laughs> what is he good for? <laughs> Absolutely nothing." As he gets traded out the door, so yeah, we'll, we'll miss that song. He still made some good cash, so we still with you, Rick, but you're done. <laughs> if, if you've got him an AKP, well, you've you've probably got. Uh, another week or two to you probably get rid of one of them if you have to but depends what you're going to do uh so where i'm going with this is my dud for the week was joseph Suali'i. uh this is just a more of a personal one and i'm gonna ask for yeah, some advice say, this from... is a real first world problem this was your worst <laughs> yeah. player of the week yeah, yeah. real first so, world problem well he wasn't i played Blore and he got 25 but surely uh he got 25 uh 29 sorry with Four tackle breaks, 134 meters, uh, one offload, but he didn't he didn't do too much else, and he didn't look that happy out there. I don't know if it was, I don't know what it was. I don't know if you guys saw it, but he just didn't look that interested, and I don't know if it's because he didn't get the uh, the fullback off Joey Manu or what. So, so I'm going to ask you guys, what do I do with Suali'i? Do I hold him or do I flick him? I'd, um, I'd personally probably think, I said it last week on the pod, I think, that he looks like a footy player, but he obviously doesn't play fantasy because he's not going in for those cheap flops or the quick palm offs. He's just out no. there to play footy. And I just don't think that he's going to be a keeper of the whole season. So why keep holding him when you can get a player that's going to be a lot more consistent and just pay probably an extra hundred grand and you get, oh, you've already got Jack Bird, but. Yeah, I suppose there's not too many other gun options. Yeah, hundred percent. I got him. I got him for that. He was sort of a pod at the time that no one else had. He's about thirteen percent owned. He's got dual. Uh, so I don't know when he's on. He's on. He could potentially get a New South Wales spot. They're talking about. I don't know. Can't see it. But flog him off, mate. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it'd be can. a shooter thing to do. Oh, yeah, he's, he's lucky just... he's still there now. Yeah, he hasn't. Yeah, he doesn't really get that involved, does he? And they also kind of—I don't know—they feel like they skimp on him a little bit. To be fair, yeah. Well, they don't use him, eh? Like he's not—he just sort of sits on his edge. And if they, if they go left side, he—he's good. But if they don't, well, I think I guess the only thing... concern is that the week you trade him out, he scores eighty-four with a hat trick, yeah. you know, and that will happen. You know, you just hope it's not the week you trade him out, and three weeks later and you've forgotten about it. Hundred percent. I think the one thing with him uh, is he's still such a young man. Like, what is what is he nineteen? You know, like yeah, I think hundred percent. He's still like he's still. I think because of the amount of hype and the amount we hear about him and all this rugby chat, like it, it's hard to forget the fact that he's only a nineteen-year-old kid. Like, he's not going to get involved like we think he can. You know, even though he's a big, big boy, he's still he's still very young, still learning the position. Like last year, he spent the whole year on the wing. Now yeah. he's in the center, so. He might, you know, maybe by the end of the year, he's kind of 
gotten into the groove of it. But yeah, he's not not really setting the world on fire. Yeah. Nah, cool. Uh, let's. I'll, I'll have a think about that, boys. Anyway, and, and I'll probably flick him off. Being being a shooter thing to do, but we'll see. We'll see how we go with the spot fires on tomorrow on Teamless Tuesday. That's come around very quickly. Uh, we'll jump into a few more questions before we have a little bit of uh, chat about the Warriors and Knights game. Uh, we've got a question from someone known to the show fairly well, uh, Kyle Lomas, aka Perth. Uh, is there any love for the big man Mazu, Paddy? This one's for you, mate. Oh, I've got a lot of love for Marzu. Far out. He's mate, he's he's killing it. He's actually killing it. He's uh, scoring scoring meters as well, which is nice. Um he what is it? What's his own? I mean he's zero percent owned. He seems like a super coach kind of player, doesn't he? Like I yeah. feel like he's a massive super coach game. Um if for some reason you're looking for a pot, like he's just too he's too expensive. I think you know there are gonna be times where the knights are it's going to happen. Like they're coming to get up against Penrith next week. Like I'm hoping that the boys give it a give it a good nudge. But you know there are going to be times where they don't just score a lot of points, and he'll be a real yeah a bit of a bit of a downer on that. I do love the call out though, Lomas. Honestly, like I think if people had, I think me and TK actually called it out in the the preseason pod. Like he, if he got his act together, which it kind of seems like he does, he would be an interesting option. But I can't. At what is he? Six hundred and thirty. He's about to go up, yeah. jump again. Like there are just it, probably more stable options out there. He's had nearly thirty tackle breaks in like four games. Eh? I call it the TLC rule, and we saw it with Karaz as well. And it's mm. they have a couple of good games, and everyone just wants to go chasing waterfalls, and there's just no <laughs> no profit in it. So yeah, sorry, I didn't think that one, but yeah. I like that one. That's a good comparison because, like, even on the weekend, if you look at him, you got what fifty, but he scored. He scored a he scored a double. So I know he's had some other big scores, but he's also scored a try. He hasn't missed yet. So I guess it, if he's still knocking out forty five and he doesn't score a try, like then we're looking at something that is probably a bit of an option. Um, but yeah, I couldn't. There's no way I could recommend him with any <laughs> vote of confidence. No, he's he's had thirty tackle breaks in four games. That's crazy, eh? I got him in the t- talking league draft, but so that's an excellent free agency pickup right there. He's doing me world of wonders. Uh, good, that's a good one. Speaking uh, of Kyle Lomas in draft, I'll just say that uh, he gave me my first win of the season this week. So thanks, Kyle. I'll take it. I'm finally broke. I've done. I've got done the Tigers, and I've had a had a win unlike the Tigers. <laughs> It must be uh, it must be a week for people trying to sort out who their wing fullbacks are because we've got another one here from Dylan Bateman. Uh, thoughts about Taruva, Richie? Same. What's your thoughts, mate? It's the same thing. These players, I don't, I probably don't mind Taruva as as much because he's not that expensive as Mazu, but they're so try reliant, um, and I just think. For me, I'd prefer to have tried and true players rather than experimenting on players and then you go, oh, no, they are a dud. Um, or not even a dud, but they're only getting 30s. And I guess for your wing fullbacks, we're really looking around the 40, 45 is sort of our minimum. And we've all got um, Miller and he's just beasting it. And then we're just looking for a couple others that we don't stress about every week, you know, like... Most of us will have 
options between Isaac Thompson, Warbrick, AKP, you know, so there's a bunch of those guys. And, yeah, I'm going to introduce a new rule in my um, team for next season, and that's if you can score single digits, you will never make my team again. So <laughs> um, I'm looking at you, AKP, and I also had the privilege of having um, – Broken leg from the Warriors in my team this week, which is very bad. Poor Tamati. Yeah. Mm. Here's another one for you, Patty. So, Crossland, an option if Braley's gone. Who who plays hooker if, if, with Braley's? Well, we don't know what his knee injury is yet, so it doesn't sound like it's anything major, major. Mm. Yeah, I think. I mean, they'll, they'll talk in meniscus. So for Braley's, probably only look at, like, if it is that and things go well, probably looking at six weeks out for him. Uh, so I see the thought process with with Phoenix. One of my other draft chats lit up because the other bloke who's probably going to pick it up is actually is Kurt Mann. Um, the, I guess the problem is it's going to be both of them filling in at hooker. So I don't think uh, Mann is going to play 80 minutes Crossland's not going to play 80 minutes. It's going to be very, it's going to be very similar. I'd say that cross. I think Man will start in the number nine, and then Phoenix will probably come on and spell in for maybe like 30 minutes. And my, like, I just don't think it's there. So yeah. I can understand the the thought process, and he is he is cheap, like at 350. Um, but I think, and yeah, TLT spice tomorrow. I think Kurt Man's going to get names at nine. So yeah. it's just going to be much the same for, for Phoenix. He might get a slight uptick in minutes, but yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go chase him. Kurt Mann's price looking like. Five, yeah, he's about pretty, 20, 530. Yeah, he's all right, but he's the same yeah. problem. Like, um, O'Brien said. It's going to be by committee, isn't it? Yeah. Hooker by committee. Yeah. Well, O'Brien said in the post-match that it's going to take the two of them to make up for what Braley does. So he's already indicated that, like, if Man was playing 80 minutes, then, yeah, he's a goer. But, with, yeah, if he's going to split the minutes, it's not, it's not worth it. Ah, cool. I've just seen someone in the comments actually mention uh, if, we're, if we're looking for a backup hooker, Hans is now top 30. So it could be could be a little sneaky. No, no, we have to snub that out. We, we, we snubbed that out three weeks ago when we said he's – don't risk it because he wasn't in the top 30. Just because he's in the top 30, I think he got 16 this week and about 15 last week. So he's not an option. Uh, they He he played bigger minutes today, uh, but he 30, got 40 in that 30. first game, but it was from a try, and he hasn't yeah. looked like scoring since. So Trap City. Trap, I'd, trap rather City. Sonny, I'd rather Sonny Luke if I'm, if I'm going to go to a cheapie, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. I think people are also writing off Josh Hodgson, like – they they oh, went 100%. they went for him so hard like he's such a big part of the, of that team and that spine so he's not just going to get dropped from first grade in yeah. hands who hasn't cracked the top thirty like he's not a young bloke either I think he's like mid twenties yeah. so yeah. they're not going to drop Hodgson who they chase hard to bring in hands to play eighty minutes like it's just not gonna, it's not going to happen he's going to continuously play thirty minutes maybe max yeah 100%. I think we're all just so desperate to find the next <laughs> cashy that we're just like oh he could be it you know and. But I always say that if you miss him in week one, it doesn't cost you a lot to pick him up in week two. You know, like just let them wait till they've put the runs on the board, you know, before you take the risk because it costs you a lot more to use two trades, one to get him in and one to get him out. Yeah. Cool. So we'll jump – before we finish the show, we'll jump into some Warriors versus Knights chat. So uh, the Warriors had a 10-point loss to the Knights – 
Um, it wasn't it wasn't pretty to watch if you're a Warriors fan, but it was probably quite quite nice to watch if you were a Knights fan. Um, but I was just thinking, old Ford, Jackson Ford getting over for that late try would have made anyone that took Knights thirteen plus so unhappy, <laughs> as I would have been with all the bets that I didn't get yesterday. But boys, what were your thoughts on the game? Well, I guess for me, I I talked about it beforehand that it was a really important game because we liked playing as that underdog, and this was the first game we were going in and going, okay, boys we're the favourites, or, or we should be the favourites. And we still, as if we played to the role of remaining as the underdog, and almost, yeah. I don't want to say we let them score, because Knights just outplayed us in that first half with a little bit of help from the referee. Um, yeah, we, <laughs> this, the penalty count was ridiculous again. Um, uh, the hip drop from Crossland, you know, last week, he would have got three weeks and Simbin this week, no penalty and the dude's got a broken leg. Now I don't care because I just want consistency. Near Cora's was exactly the same, but he got 10 minutes in the bin and three weeks. And it's all about consistency. And it's like after Preston last week, they went, mm, I think we've gone too hard. We'll let Preston off, and now they're letting everyone off. So, uh, hey, hey, Rich, Rich, being a boomer, you'll be talk, you'll be ringing in to talk off radio about this. <laughs> yeah, complaining about yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, go, Mike Hosking. No. Uh, Rich, from, weren't people uh, writing letters to the NRL? Isn't yeah. that what Vlandis was saying? People writing yeah. letters. That's where he's getting his feedback from. Write I, I him a letter, that, Rich. I'll oh, write him a letter. Yeah, I'll, I, yeah, I actually feel for you. Week. I feel for you, Patty, because the war, uh, the Knights have been so underestimated. The, especially probably the last three weeks where they've pulled out this win and the, these two wins and a draw against this Manly team. Like, they need a bit of respect on the Knights' name, I think. No, nah, they don't deserve it, honestly. Like, I like I feel as a supporter, like, it's, it's obviously really great to see that they're hanging in for the whole 80 minutes. Like, they haven't rolled over at, in any game, you know, and obviously we haven't won every game. But, like, they haven't given up. It actually mirrors the the Warriors to me. It feels like I was actually really excited for the game because to me it's two similar teams that have not given up for the eighty. Where like last year, they just like they both would have collapsed in a heap during that game. So um, I think as a like as a night supporter, extraordinary. Like I was happy with the result. I feel really worried that we go through micro sleeps in games. So we probably play about sixty minutes of really good football. And then there's 20 minutes where teams just pile points on us. Like there's at least, you know, either side of halftime might be 10 or 15 minutes. So and that's what happened, right? Like the Warriors kind of played really hard and fast in that second half. At the start of the second half, we can see it. It happened with Manly. Like Manly actually the week before scored 32 points across a 20-minute period. You know, like that's a, it's a little bit of a worry. I think for both teams, next over the next couple of weeks, the bigger test because – as good as it is watching your team score tries, mate, defense is a big issue. <laughs> like, I think for the, for the, you know, even for the Warriors, like the Knights aren't exactly a juggernaut team. So, what's going to happen when they come up against like a Melbourne or a Penrith? Like, 100%. They're going to get like shut down. So, for me to watch the Knights play next week against Penrith, that's like a real test. You know, like I'm not expecting a win, but if they can make it respectable, hang in for the 80 minutes, then that's what I'm after. Um, but yeah, I think the one the one good thing is that we are like it is nice to see some try scored. Like we we made the eight 
two out of the last three years, and we've been like bottom two in attack. So it's nice to see that we're averaging. We've only had one game, that first game against Warriors, where we haven't scored over 20 points. So Lockett, it's actually nice. Lockett Miller's to, a real spark, though, isn't he? And he really provides that offense for you guys. You know, like, I think he's a real asset to your team. And yeah, I, I think for the Warriors, the last 10 minutes we played with CNK at centre and Piacora come on, and he looked I, – I don't know. I'd like to see that a little bit more because – I think we do have a problem at centre. Vilea is not an option anymore. He He's struggling in defence and he's not offering enough in attack for me. So I'd like to, yeah, CNK will still be CNK. He's not going to do anything different. But I just think it's a net gain if you have improve your centres and don't lose anything at the back. So, yeah. What do you think, cool, yeah. Well, I was disappointed as usual, but... Oh, I don't know. Going, going in, going, in, going into the game, I, I kind of just had this weird feeling that we weren't going to win. It was, it was like I don't know if it was that too good to be true sort of thing going on at the moment, or the nights just look like a bit of a banana peel. So I, I won't say I was overly surprised. So I wasn't as angry as I normally am, and it came, it came late in the weekend, so it didn't get to ruin my whole weekend. It was ruined by the whole family getting a gastro bug. So. Um, <laughs> so it wasn't it wasn't too bad. Like good on the night, so played well. Um, Is that why you got to clean the car? <laughs> uh, there's a, there's another story to that. I'll tell you one day. Um, but yeah, All right before we, before we finish it off, boys, what's your ranks? What'd you score round six? What are you what are you looking at doing this week? Start with you, Patty. Yeah, so scored eight ninety five. Um, Rank of nine two three one, so I have gained slightly. Got smacked with the injury stick though, Braley, and uh, I did hold on to um, Dewey as well. So it, it does sting to see that he actually was performing well back in the five eight position. Like he looked like he was he was doing what we kind of thought he was doing, going to do in the preseason. So those two need to go out. Um, but I've been saving away some cash, so five hundred k in the bank. So. I'm actually looking at upgrading both. A uh, little spicy option that I threw into the chat earlier was Jeremy Marshall King. So he's not going to break the bank. He's only probably going to rise maybe up to 700K after this weekend's performance. So he's going to cost me 100K um, from Braley. And then we've got, uh, yeah, and then I was looking at bringing in Big Bad Hines and then maybe flogging off um, flogging someone else just for a bit of cash in the bank for, for the week after. So maximizing three trades, but otherwise I've got enough money just to make two and bring in two absolutely gun players. Nice. What about yeah. you, Rich? Oh, oh, I had a bit of a bludger of a week, really. Eight eighty-two, and I drifted Who'd out. Who'd you lose the... to in the talking league head-to-head? Um, I don't even – because I'm only doing overall, I don't even uh, <laughs> don't even pay attention to that. But, yeah, some some fella. Some good-looking fella, so yeah, no, well done, Shooter. You got me again, but um, I think you're still below me. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, I, I'm out to twelve hundred and fifty-six, which is a bit annoying. And I too now have a few issues with people like Tamari Martin and just those bludger wingers that I've got to decide what I'm going to do with, like Warbrick. Um, I really got to stop trading because I said I wouldn't trade last <laughs> week, and I did two trades. But I am setting myself up for the buys. So I think this week I might just dump Tamari Martin 
and see if I can find anyone to replace him that I've actually got 112 in the bank so I can spend up to 500k so I don't know Bloor got 60 minutes again but just didn't score this week but looked awesome last week so I'm not quite sure I don't know as you say when the Warriors lose it really sort of often it sort of impacts how I feel and then when my fantasy team sucks it doubles doubles down Whereas yeah. the last two weeks, Warriors have won and I've had a thousand plus each week. So I've just been like walking around with my chest puffed out. <laughs> so this week I'm like, yeah, the cat's in hiding. So yeah. No. <laughs> what about you, Shoots? Uh, come on, give us the big rap. Oh, I had a pretty good week. Eh? I thought I thought I was going to go poorly after Harry Grown only scored 49. but uh, So I got 974 this week before updates and I'm currently sitting at 2,652. So I've gone up the rankings a little bit again, which I'm quite happy with, considering uh, the weekend we went to Auckland, which was two weekends ago. I was sitting at 27K, so it just shows how fast your rankings can actually either go up or down. Um, so, yeah, I'm pretty pretty happy at the moment. I don't know who I'm going to trade. I'd, I've, I've got no real huge issues. I could have a slightly stronger bench, but um, I've got no huge spot fires at the moment, so I am... Very happy, but being shooter, I will probably trade two two times. Yeah. Two times, how many, maybe. How many uh, trades have you saved this year, shooter? Oh, that's that's very private. <laughs> I haven't saved. I haven't saved any. I haven't saved oh, any. Yet. I've had to oh, when I was really? at twenty seven k. Yeah. Well, how many? That makes me feel better because I've only saved one. So, what about you, Pat? I've got. I don't know how many saved. I've got thirty remaining. After they save them for you. They hold yeah, them off yeah. until I have to run 20. You'll be oh, no, I've been, uh, yeah, I've been pretty good. Three. You might have saved yeah. four because I've got 27 four. left. I've got yeah, 26. Yeah, you've four. Wow. Yeah, I've done I've, – I've tried to be conservative. Last year, I was just – yeah, I was, I was doing shooter styles. I was just like, I'm not conservative and I'm trying to hold off because I want to make a real late season surge. So I'll, I'll see if the strategy pays off. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, that's, that wraps us up for the week, boys. Thanks for coming on, Patty. It was it was good having you, and hopefully we can we can have some more of these cross cross country. Yeah, for sure. Good fun. Thanks for having me on. Love being on with you. Same to you, Rich. I hope you have a good week at work, mate. Yeah, hopefully there won't be too much involved. So, no, nah, have a good week, boys, and um, yeah, up the wires. We'll we'll be back next week. Yeah. Cheers, everyone. Yeah. Thank you. See you, boys. <laughs>